Thank you for visiting ChristopherMedia.net. Christopher Media, let's make some noise. Welcome to Beer Nuts, a weekly excursion into the world of craft beer. Brought to you by MichiganBeerGuide.com. And now, here are the Beer Nuts. It's show number 115. It's the opening day of stout season. I'm Chris. The last beer that I checked it in on tap was a flagship IPA from Upstream Brewing Company in Nebraska. Who's next? JR here. I'm in Grosseal, Michigan, after a long day of travel to Alpena and the upper, almost the upper peninsula. Anyway, my last beer checked in on Untapped was Your Grandma on French Toast by Pigeon Hill Brewing. And this is uh, Dugout here. I'm in Clawson, Michigan. Last beer I've checked in was Hoppin' Mad from Outsides Brewery, a huh. rye New England. Woo! Greg here in Dearborn, Michigan. The last beer I checked in on Untapped was Orange and Black Sherbet by Holmes Brewery. Oh, yeah. This is uh, Ross in North Carolina. The last beer I checked in was Cassie and Sunset from Central Waters Brewery. Yeah. Oh, man. (laughs) Well, just to clarify for everybody, we are out of quotes of the week, so we are discontinuing it, and that's why you are... Hearing all our latest untapped check-ins, uh, randomly we just decided instead of quotes of the week, we will report to you the last beer that we checked in and untapped each week. So there you have it. But it is the opening of stout season. November is upon us. Uh, most of the beer nuts are in, elated to embrace the beginning of stout season. I know especially Ross, who is especially fond of stouts over hoppy beers. So, uh, everybody, we invite you to raise a glass. Hopefully you have a stout, but if you don't, whatever you enjoy is fine with us. We're not pretentious. We just want you to enjoy good beer. So, cheers, everybody, and uh, I think we're going to kick things off with Chris tonight. Let's get right into it. Yes. Stout season yes. is here. Absolutely, and and, and I have a... Uh, it, it's, I saw it, and I instantly had to grab this, because I've never heard this from... Brewlink Brewing Company in Plainfield, Indiana. I have Ivory Stout. It is a white stout, uh, and it's uh, it, it's not what you think. I mean, you you pour it, it. It looks like it looks like a New England IPA. Bottom line, I mean, it, it's got the hazy color. It's cloudy, but you smell it. I mean, first of all, the big big thick head just sticks right to the glass, and you smell it. You you're you're not really ready for. Uh, how this smells. I mean, we're getting... I mean, there's definitely chocolate. There's vanilla. And and, and I want to say it's... Maybe even some cocoa. I mean, cocoa and chocolate are the same thing, but kind of get kind of that roastiest, roasty chocolate smell. Oh, man. I've been, I, I gotta say, I've been enjoying this ahead. Uh, it, 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 it's right on the low end of a beer you can chew, and you, you taste it, and oh man, it's vanilla up front. It's the chocolate in back. You are not expecting this from this. The, the, this looks like you know, it looks like your 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 run of the mill New England IPA, and yeah, definitely not ready for this. This is awesome. 
Uh, never heard of this brewery or this kind of style until tonight. And I'll be enjoying more of this. Brewlink Brewing Company, Ivory Stout. I believe, Dugout, you said that you've had it. I have, yeah. I, uh, one of the beers I picked up in my travels throughout Indiana, I believe I picked that one up in sort of the Indianapolis area and um, thought, yeah, what a different kind of beer and sort of checked it in and then I heard there's this whole crowd of people who just like derail and are very upset with that actually being a thing which is a white stout or a blonde stout um, so yeah I just sort of went away with my tail between my legs I thought it was a great beer I thought it was an awesome beer but it, it was just funny to hear all the, all the uh, sort of backlash against a white stout like what is that you know what makes a stout you know well yeah kind of I mean things that make a stout are typically that it's um it'll be dark it's gonna be dark and there's gonna be there's gonna be barley in it and um so I don't know I thought it was great though I enjoyed all four cans I had of that stuff when I, when I first had one of those, um, probably, I guess, not that beer, but the, the style two years ago, um, yeah, you go online and, and that's one of, that's one of many sub-holy wars, I think, in the, in the beer culture in terms of, it's, it's not that the beer is, is, uh, nobody's arguing whether the beer is good or bad. They're arguing about what constitutes its category. And it, it's interesting. There's there are it like many of the other little fights uh, get very vicious if you go look on different boards about it. Uh, I was just trying to find out more about the style, and that's when I found out that there was uh, a lot of. Uh, I guess it, it's one of those things that just it brings out just vitriol. People are just either purist and say no, this isn't what it is, so you have to call it something else, or. You know, the other half is, uh, you know, I enjoyed it, so what? <laughs> you know what? I'm in that camp. Embrace diversity. Embrace diversity. I'm in that camp. This is delicious, and I'll have more. Amen. It sounds delicious, and I've never had it, and I wish I could try it because that was a great review. So who's next? I feel like we should be like spinning like the wheel of beer. Going once. I'll go. Going sure, twice. why not me? There we go. There it is. So, uh, my beer is uh, from a, a collaboration between Microphone Brewery out of the Chicago area and Untitled Art Brewing out of the Madison, Wisconsin area. I was very fortunate enough to pick this up in a trade not too long ago and uh, seemed this was a perfect beer for this occasion. So, happy opening stout season. Uh, this is their barrel-aged uh, hazelnut imperial stout. 2018 version, 11%. Uh, pours absolutely dark black in the gra- glass there. little tan mocha head. Didn't really stick around too much. Uh, has some nice lacing. Um, very, very, very beautiful beer. Uh, here on the aroma. And, and I will admit I've had this out for a little bit, so it gives me a little time to study it. But, I mean, it's just... 
uh, this aroma is intoxicating. It's uh, lots of hazelnut, um, like an oak, oakiness to it. You know, from probably from the barrel itself, but a lot of coconut too. I, and that that's a, that's a strange one because it doesn't list coconut, but I mean, it, for me, coconut is just a prominent uh, flavor coming out of it. Now, almost very similar to uh, smell that I would have gotten out of a No Rules from Perrin here in Michigan, but but absolutely just breathtaking smell. So here, I'll, let me take a sip again out of this. Mm. Ah, delicious. Um, more of the same as from the smell. A lot of hazelnut, chocolate, coconut. Um, you know, a little minimal barrel. I mean, maybe more the a little bit more than minimal, but it's not you know super overpowering on the barrel. But uh, I mean, this is super easy drinking. Uh, coats the mouth really, really well. I mean, this is a great dessert beer, end of the night beer for sure. Um, yeah, absolutely, just you know, knocked it out of the park from these two. And this is their second variation, I guess. Uh, uh, Untitled Alert took the the lead on this one for this year, and Microphone did last year, and so fantastic brew. And hopefully, I can get some more of this down the road. This is great. What's the uh, ABV on that? Eleven percent. Oh, nice. So you feel anybody else had this one? I love both of those breweries, but I haven't had this beer, so. What breweries are it again? The uh, microphone from Chicago, micro- right? Yeah, microphone Chicago and Untitled Art out of uh, the Madison, Wisconsin area. All right, another great stout. Excellent stout. Well, I'm not going to be shy. I'm really thirsty. Again, I had a long day on the road, and I'm going to open the next beer if that's okay with everyone. Sounds uh, good. I think it's a good follow-up to yours, because yours was 11, mine's 11.7%. It's a little Perfect. bit higher. This is Greenbush Delusion, Imperial Cream Stout, aged in rye whiskey barrels from Templeton Rye. So I don't. I looked everywhere on the bottle. I can't find a date. I've had this in my cellar a few years. I'm going to guess it's a 15 or a 16, um, but it's a guess. So, so I'm going to open this. I just opened it. And pouring it into my glass. Can't wait to drink it. So as I pour it, I'm seeing a thin, razor thin uh, head that's that that cola-looking, you know, medium brown head. Uh, Very nice, healthy carbonation, so I know it's not flat. Getting a little bit of whiskey on on the nose. Whiskey and and dark malt, what you would expect. So I'm going to take a sip. Mm, wow, that's great. That's that's good. Kind of surprised. I just expect, expected to taste that spicy rye and a little you know, whiskey influence, but I'm actually getting a little bit of uh, anise, like a licorice, black licorice flavor. Um, I can taste the whiskey influence, a little bit of uh, spicy rye. It's definitely... Uh, very full-bodied, probably on a scale of one to ten, it's an eight and a half to a nine. In the full-bodied, it's 
it's nice and creamy and smooth. You know, as it says, it's a cream stout, so the base stout is really, really well constructed and uh, and tasty. I'm guessing that uh, that little uh, licorice flavor probably comes from the rye, or probably from you know maybe the whiskey barrel. But it's aged well. It's uh, mellowed out. It's not boozy. I remember when I first had this a few years back. It was a uh, you know much more boozy. So age has been kind to it. Uh, leveled it out a little bit. Um, nice, uh, creamy, full-bodied mouthfeel. You know. Right what you want for stout season, you know, that nice, full-bodied, rich, really, really delicious here. And when I say that anise licorice flavor, it's not overpowering, it's just present. If anybody's had Dick Smasher in the Rye from Batch Brewing, it's very similar to that. That's what it reminds me of. No, so I, it's got to come from the Rye because that that's present in uh, that stout too. But... uh. Yeah, if you see this, you know, uh, Greenbush used to be, uh, you know, exploding on the scene. I guess uh, kind of they've kind of quieted down their presence. Don't you guys agree? You don't really hear that much about them. And, uh, they're down there in uh, the southwest corner of Michigan, but, you know, they do great things. I've been to the brewery a couple times. Uh, you know, pretty much everything we have from them is solid. Another uh, stout that I would really recommend it's already been reviewed on the show so uh, i did that one but i deferred because we've already had it on here is the barrel aged cobra perdita which is their blueberry stout which is probably my favorite beer they make it's unbelievably good so yes. if you're ever down in the southwest corner towards that you know indiana on your way to chicago land you know go to sawyer michigan and pull right off of 94 and uh Check these guys out because they do wonderful things. I recall hearing their name a lot more when we first started the show. Yeah, I would agree. Even at the beer festivals, you would go and there'd be a huge, huge lines for Greenbush. I don't know. They've, it seems like they've kind of mellowed out and they're not. Maybe it's just there's so many breweries now. They're lost in the shuffle. But or hey there. You know what? Maybe it's just our intake of uh, social media and how many people are you know, really buzzing about them because, you know, they've been around for a long time. You know, stuff sort of quiets down. It's not that they're doing anything less or anything more. It's just that uh, maybe our sources are sort of, you know, not not so prolific on touting their beers. And that's a shame if that's the case. I mean, they've always hit home runs and uh, just... I was at the beer festival this past weekend over in Eastern Market in Detroit, and they came out with their Chicago hot dog beer, and it's um, yeah, it was kind of gross, but you know, oh, at least they at hey, least say what you will. The envelope, does, you know, does taste like I mean, that's Chicago breaking the envelope. My it goodness. tastes like a hot dog, that's for sure. Oh my god, gross, man. Oh man. <laughs> But I'm just saying, I mean, it's like you you get, you know, information off of where social media and so if their social media stuff's quieting down or if our sources of social media have quieted down over, because, you know, another brewery is more popular. And, yeah, you're not going to hear as much just saying that, you know, throwing that out there. Yeah, I, I think they do awesome beers, man. Bourbon Barrel Age Cabra Perdita is the shit. It is okay. just the shit. 
you know, and as is the beer you got right there. I'm really enjoying it. It's hitting the spot. Um, yeah, you know what? Uh, I think kind of one of the fallout of uh, so many great craft breweries hitting the scene is you kind of everybody wants something new, and they're, you know what's the newest, latest, and greatest, and maybe we're forgetting some of these OGs that uh, have you know consistently been put pumping out great beers for a long time, and then you know, you go, oh, been there, done that. Let's try this new new guy down the street, or well, you know what? Uh, say what you will, but uh, Greenbush is uh, has always consistently uh, produced fantastic beers, even the hot dog beer. Uh, Oh. S.A.K., I wish he was on because he had it. And he's, he's like, you got to try this because, yeah, it sounds gross. But if you taste it, you even taste like the relish and the mustard and all the ingredients. <laughs> there, it's all there, man. It really is. Sounds I don't like know a future episode. How do you do that? <laughs> well, the relish came on the finish of the beer. So oh you gosh. tasted this thing and it was like you got smoked hot dog, like really strong smoked hot dog in the beginning of it. And then it finished with this like kind of strange pickle finish and it was just bizarre i i don't know any other way to put it i don't think it's a beer that they distribute or probably pour in their tap room often but when they bust it out for these festivals man it's hey uh you gotta try it sometime I, for I some swear, reason i, I want to try just i, I want it to, uh, i'll try it Shoot, just to yeah. say i tried it Making hey, one for warmer weather now, the baseball you know season. <laughs> Anybody can brew a great stout. Well, maybe not every, but, but a lot of people. But, you know, I don't know. I only know one brewery that brews a great Chicago hot dog beer. And hats off to you, Greenbush. God bless you. Yeah, and they're in Michigan. I mean, come on. You you would think that the, the best dog. hot dog beer, the best Chicago hot dog beer, would oh, come Cody from dog. somebody in Chicago, right? Yeah. Hey, uh, a challenge to all our Detroit area breweries. How about a Coney Dog beer? Come on, you can do it. <laughs> no, don't. No, 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 no boy. What no style would you put that in? My goodness, that's wrong. You're nuts. <laughs> Episode one sixteen. Hot dog beers. Mm. Ooh, ouch. Yeah. One of our local breweries out. here, uh, Bull City Burger, makes a pig meat rye that honestly tastes like you're drinking a slim jim so there's well, Ross, nothing tops the scrapple beer yeah <laughs> and that actually is really good yeah. and i'm not kidding you there and <clears throat> just look beyond uh the obvious it's a fantastic beer it's subjective sorry so i digress all right i think my review has probably run its course <laughs> who's next Who's left? Uh, I'll go. So um, the beer uh, that I'm uh, reviewing is Collaboration Without Representation from Deep River Brewing in Clayton, North Carolina. Um, it's one of uh, the original big stouts produced in this state. Uh, it's 12.8%. Um, and uh, it was one of my my first local introductions to it. That, that we had to uh, to a big stout. Um, I wasn't, you know, as of four years ago, I wasn't even, I didn't even know of this beer. Um, but uh, but then I started getting it, and uh, and it and Drunken Vigils and, and maybe Sexual Chocolate are like the three that we're kind of known for now, variations of them from North Carolina anyway. Um, 
so uh, the first thing you see is it's uh, it pours very black. Uh, get about a finger of nice tan head on it, um, and the uh, the smell you get a, a nice mix of uh, um, chocolate and coffee and bourbon, just roasty malt uh, smell to it. Uh, different different years ahead. Um, have had some slightly different flavors get in there. You get a caramelly one uh, from 16, um, but this one is uh, this one's kind of just uh, chocolate, coffee, bourbon, all the way through. Um, let's go for the taste. Yeah, so on the taste, um, you get a little more bourbon up front, and then the the chocolate and the coffee. Um, there's a it's kind of sweet. And so I think that uh, takes the edge off the bitterness you might expect from coffee, but um, you definitely, uh, you're getting the bourbon the whole way through, a nice roasty taste as well. Maybe a little fudgy. It's um, definitely on the slightly sweeter side. Um, not overly sweet, but uh, hides, uh, hides the alcohol fairly well. Um, Now feel wide. It's uh, wise. It's a nice fall thick beer. Um, moderate carbonation, I guess, a little bit there. Um, and on the whole, it'll warm you up after a little bit. I'm starting to starting to get a little heat in my tummy now from uh, from the sips I've had. Um, again, it is 12.8, and um, it's one of uh, one of North Carolina's original big stouts, and uh, I think JR's had this. I've certainly given him several cans. I hope he's he's drank some of them. And um, it's uh, this one, like I said, this one and Drunken Vigils and Sexual Chocolate are the are my go tos as far as if I'm going to introduce somebody to a North Carolina stout. Oh yeah, I've had this, and I have I have one of these left from the. Was there just one batch of this, or is this made every year? No, they, uh, the release is usually. Um, mid-January, which is why we got screwed up last year, because I was missing the release to go see the Falcons playoff game. So... <laughs> the Eagles-Falcons playoff yeah. game, just for... The Eagles are always implied. When it's right. So, uh, I just wanted to mention that, you know, I gave a can of this to uh, one of our good beer buddies up here in uh, Michigan, John Turgeon, um, and... John's a pretty big hitter, gets uh, high, a lot of high-end stuff, and I handed one of these off as a, you know, just kind of a, you know, hey, try this, it's really good, and he was, like, blown away by it, and he's like, he calls it the chipmunk beer, because there's a picture of a chipmunk on the it's a beaver. squirrel. A beaver. Okay, well, <laughs> there you go, but he calls it the chipmunk beer, and <laughs> hey, uh, that's fine, he can call whatever he wants, he's a bodybuilder, so... <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but uh, where I'm going with this is he's got a pretty good palate, and for him to give it a high review is, is it's all I have to say. But having had it, I I also know it's 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 a fantastic brew, and I always look forward to getting some. And I was uh, checking my cellar the other day, and I found one can of this. I have one can left from the last time you gave me some Russ, So be sure to uh, put that in the beer fridge for consumption soon. Hopefully this January will be fruitful and you can get us some more because it's fantastic beer. So thank you for for sharing it with us. And uh, on that line, I just want to expand. Um, Russ, at, uh, at the last Eagles game, we met up with the 
hook us up with a lot of great North Carolina beers. And also dugout, uh, hook dugout up with some great beers. Um, so we would like to do a, a Foothills episode, if you're okay with that, Russ, and maybe in the next month or so. Yeah, I don't know how where I'm going to find any, but, you know. <laughs> I'm sure you're loaded up. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so I think with uh, the... With the uh, mother load that you provided us with, I think between Dugout and I, we can probably maybe get with some of the other beer nuts here and spread the love around and, and do a Foothills episode or at least a North Carolina beer episode and, and have you be kind of like the star of that show, if that's all right with you. Yeah, uh, that works for me. So we'll, uh, we'll, we'll revisit that later. But okay. thanks again for uh, sharing all the great North Carolina brews with you. It's really, you add a lot of value to the show uh, you know, as most of us are in Michigan, and it's great to have uh, you introduce us to all these great North Carolina brews. So, thank you for that. Okay. Amen. All right. Sure. Well, who's left? Dugout? Oh, am I the last? You're um, So, I went kind of local here, like really local. Uh, Flying Buffalo, Imperial Age, no, Barrel. Sorry, let me start this over again. <laughs> Flying <laughs> Buffalo Barrel Aged Imperial Stout from Griffin Claw. And Griffin Claw is the second closest brewery to my house. But somehow today they had posted a purge sale and they had all these incredible cellar beers for $5 a piece. Oh my and God. And I thought, like, oh, cool. And then, uh, <laughs> you know. <laughs> It's one of those things, like, I saw it two days ago, and I hit like on Facebook, or interested on Facebook, and then today came around, and I'm like going, and then I got this alert, and I'm like going, oh, shit, that's today. Okay. <laughs> so, I run up there, and sure enough, man, all these, I don't know, what do these cost? Like, 14 15 16 20 They're all five bucks. So, I got... Um, Flying Buffalo, the crack, uh, Krakatoa, Krakatoa, uh, variant, and that is a bourbon barrel age. It's definitely got hot peppers in it. Oh my god, habanero. Yeah, it's habanero peppers. Whoa. It is. It is sick. Hot. Think they'll have any left tomorrow? Yeah, I'm sure they will. I mean, it doesn't seem like there was any any lines or anything. It was just I love the hot peppers. This is one of my, this is my favorite variant of Flying Buffalo. But I'm I'm weird. I like hot pepper beer. So, and I thought, well, geez, I'm going out of town tomorrow, and I got the show tonight. And, uh, you know, I didn't want to just go lay in like two hundred bucks on a bunch of $5 beers or you guys all know what I'm talking about. You know? mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just like priorities for finances weren't in the, um, weren't necessarily in the cards for today. So I went and bought a couple bottles and this was one of them. God, this, this beer is 2017 bourbon barrel aged. I mean, you smell it, you get the bourbon, but you get some hot pepper off the, off the nose of this immediately. Um, and it pours as dark as, as dark as dark as can be. And then the first sip is, you know, you get that bourbon, like burnt sugar, 
But then it finishes with the hottest of hot. And it dissipates fast, you know? It's... The heat in the beer is just... It's there, but it, it goes away really quick. Which, I, which I'm which i really thankful for, because if this hung around, that would not be very pleasant. But <laughs> it would be to me. <laughs> I don't think so. I mean, you, you don't want the beer... You don't want the heat hanging on the beer. You just want it there, and... I would agree, but not many people are like me. I'm weird. But man, what an awesome beer from for five bucks! Jesus, um, these guys consistently, day in day out, they put out like really high quality beers. Um, Uncle Pete's nephew works for the, for the brewery itself. Um, Mike Robillard, he's been on the show before. Um, Although that, I think that was a missing episode, so maybe it's not been. But I mean, these guys kick ass. This beer kicks ass. Uh, I, couldn't I agree. Even say, I couldn't even say anything more about a five dollar beer that better value. No, that's it. That's well. It. I have one in my cellar, and I paid close to twenty for mine. So <laughs> apparently, it wasn't as popular as the, the brewery had hoped, but. I'll be going to Birmingham tomorrow to see if there's any of these left because I'll be loading up on these. I know I shouldn't, but can't help I myself. Would, I would think there are. I mean, at least enough to get you through. You know, you're going to drink them. At least yeah, get three, you through bu- three bombers. Or, well. Yeah, five bucks. Jesus. Oh yeah, can't beat them. I'm go jealous. Wrong. I really love that beer. That's a great deal, man. What a what a deal. And they didn't make Krakatoa this year. I guess that's the reason, because they're selling them for five this year. It wasn't very popular. Like I said, I'm in the minority. People, you know, not everybody likes the hot pepper, but I do. But No, and, and I can see why everybody wouldn't like this. I mean, it's it, that the dose of pepper you get on the first sip is extreme. Um, it doesn't. I said it doesn't last, but it's still extreme. Well, I can remember going to more than one beer share where where stone crime and punishment were served and drinking like two thirds of the bottle after the entire everybody had a sip of it and passed on it. And I was the only one at the entire share that enjoyed it. So more for me, but uh, I can see why it's just not everybody's cup of tea. But yeah, hell, at 14.7%. For five bucks, yeah, bring it on. Wow, that's <laughs> what it was, 14.7, wow. <laughs> yeah, sure beats steel reserve. <laughs> <laughs> All day. Uh, yeah, every day, any day. <laughs> so did we end up going in order of ABV? Sounds like I it. think that inadvertently like we probably did, which yeah. is just you know everything works out for a reason, right? Wow. And it's too bad because I have another beer here that's eleven, but it won't fit. So never mind. Well, just have to drink that post show. Your post show celebration. Um, yeah, I'm already halfway through it. So <laughs> there you go. <laughs> After 570 miles on the road, uh, I'm thirsty. That's <laughs> the best. So yeah. Ones. Um, any uh, beer news this week? I've been on the road all day, so I haven't had a chance to look. Any, C- any CBS tips tomorrow? Stuff? CBS coming out tomorrow. Oh, tomorrow, November first. I guess it is ticket release. Yeah. 
Canadian breakfast out. Hopefully, there is no a little Mountie. bit more barrel maple influence. No but Mountie yeah, on the label. <laughs> no Mountie on the label. Apparently, the Canadian Mounties took exception to their uh, likeness being put on the Founders label, which they don't have any real legal standing to do anything. They're in Canada and Founders are in the U.S., but Founders, being the good folks they are, took them off and just put the horse on the label. Yep. The, uh, oh, well... The ma- the the syrup barrels are from Canada, though, aren't they? I'm not certain. I, I, I think they're well. from Canada, or if they just do that because maple and Canada go together. I don't know. Anybody else know? Uh, I guess I that's it a was just maple syrup barrels. That was it. That's, that's what all I think. it was. Well, that's a homework assignment for next no, week. It's, it's a, as far as I know, it was a, it's a specific uh, syrup uh, company in Canada. Okay. At least that was the. That was the tale I got from the rep when the CBS made. The I have thing. a line on a founder's rep. I can ask a question, uh-huh. search that. That'll be our Jeopardy question for next well, week. One of the one of the reasons it's so limited is that there's only a limited number of those maple barrels available, and that's what they, and that's as much as they're going to make. And that was the story I got from the rep down here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, looking forward to trying one. I'd have to go use my Mug Club membership tomorrow at the Detroit Tap Room. Maybe I'll see you down there, John. <laughs> I've got to pick up my bottles. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, I'd have to uh, private message you on that. Cool deal. Maybe we'll meet up for a pop. Perfect. A lot closer than Alpina. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, speaking of Alpina, and not to be a Debbie Downer, but we, uh, Uncle Pete and I uh, took a trip up there. I had some business to conduct up there and uh, stopped in at Austin Brothers, a great brewery in Alpena, and we're like, Totally uh, let down when they were closed for Halloween. Uh, and I understand, you know, maybe the brewery, uh, I know they were busy bottling when we got there. And I know that a lot of brewery workers might have kids and maybe, but no, uh, no social media notice on Facebook that they would be closed. Or I would have maybe postponed that trip a day, but here's what it is. But we would have loved to uh, sampled some of the great beers up at Austin Brothers. And I guess we'll have to wait for another time, but. My venting is over. Yeah. We um, it Halloween um, was the last night for one of my local breweries, uh, Mystery Brewing in Hillsboro, North Carolina, shut down. Um, or their their today is their last day. Oh, what a bummer! And uh, they had a couple things I really liked. They had a uh, a lemongrass a lemongrass stout they made in the summer. It was really good. And then uh, Six Impossible Things, which was their oatmeal stout that I really liked as well. But they were a little bit off the beaten path. They were a little bit too far out of the triangle area and um, they just uh, didn't quite have enough business going to survive. It's one of those things with the, when there's this many people in competition for the same slice of the pie, you need good marketing, you need to make good beer, and you need a good location for your tap room. And I think they they met some of those criteria, but not all of them, and suffered for it. Sad but true, you know, uh, there's, what, 6,000, over 6,000 breweries in the U.S. now, and uh, I think there's still room for growth, because I know where, where I live, there's a huge void, um, and in the 18, late 1800s, there were 4,300 breweries for a third of the population we have now, so if you do the math, we should be able to support 13, 14,000 breweries. 
But what I would uh, suggest is try to be the local brewery for your neighborhood and not get too big for your britches. But, uh, you know, I don't know the situation behind uh, Mystery or what happened there, but... It was kind of sad. I went out there with a couple other friends last night, a couple of uh, local beer crowd to kind of celebrate, and it was just packed because it was one of the last few nights it was going to be there. And, you know, there were people that liked it, um, but again, it... It kind of it suffered a little bit, I guess, in terms of probably location uh, more than anything else. And um, and one of the one of the key points I got from a, another brewery down here is that uh, to remain active in this market, you have to be able at a at the size some of these places are operating on a couple thousand barrels um, a year, you have to be profitable in your tap room and. If you're not, then you're you're probably not going to make it, and um, I, I think that may have been their problem. So, right. Well, it's uh, it's always sad to see a good brewery go away, but um, sorry to hear that. Yeah. Any other uh, stories in the news? Brewing stories, beer beer breweries, CBS coming out. It's stout season. There's a lot of Good stuff coming down the pike, isn't there? Griffin Griffin Claw's doing their uh, uh, Flying Saturday. Buffalo release Saturday. Yeah, that's probably yeah. why there's five dollar beers for. Yeah, well, they won't be the five pie. bucks. They'll be like twenty, yeah, but they're yeah, worth every true. dime. Yep. Um, unfortunately, I will be going to the Penn State Michigan game, and I'm going to attend that. But if anybody goes, hit me up. <laughs> unfortunately, eh? Unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, you know, I don't know what's going to happen with that one. Go either way, but I'll be there to support my alma mater. Mm-hmm. All right, last call. Anybody? Anybody? Final comments? Beer news? Anything? Let's just say, if you wanted to support us, we're on Twitter at Beer Nuts Podcast and on Instagram at Beer Nuts Podcast, and you can always email us Beer Nuts Podcast at ChrisFromedia.net. Uh, are we going to get glasses for Christmas, Chris? For Christmas, we'll, 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 we'll have to talk about what they need to say then. Because Michigan, well, yeah. Oh, uh, Uncle Pete's going to take over that, so. Oh, okay. Well, we'll yeah. Okay. You know, maybe we'll be multi-state pretty soon. We might be more of a national flavor <laughs> at some point. There we go. <laughs> but yeah, that's, I'll shoot for some glasses for Christmas. But other than that... Yeah, that's all I got over here. All right, I think uh, I think we're all excited. It's stout season, um, and I hope you all are. And uh, I think it's time to go to Mexico City. So, as they say in old Mexico City, hey, if you like this show, please tell a friend. Please follow us on Twitter and like and share us on Facebook by searching for Christopher Media. You can subscribe to all ChristopherMedia.net shows for free on ChristopherMedia.net. Please make sure to rate and comment on all your favorite Christopher Media shows. Thank you in advance for supporting Christopher Media by clicking on the PayPal button and by clicking through to all the sponsors who support ChristopherMedia.net. Thank you for visiting ChristopherMedia.net. And thank you for listening. Thank you for visiting ChristopherMedia.net.